Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, this is a podcast in which we like to take big, giant topics and break them down into little tiny bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves through change, hopefully to help some of you through change, and just sort of either sort of, sort things out ourselves, which I think is going to be the case this week, uh, or sort of share some of our experiences and practices, things that have worked for us. So this week, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a heavy topic, my friends. In that this last week, um, we commemorate, I'm going to say commemorated, uh, the one year anniversary of pretty much the lockdown of Canada. Um, so, you know, somewhere in the middle, of maybe March 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, somewhere around there, we marked the, uh, the one year anniversary of lockdown. And so this week we thought we'd just sort of talk about what that experience has been like for us, for the people we know and love. And I think this week is going to be a little bit self-helpy uh, as we help ourselves hopefully generate some new ideas of how to cope in these truly wild and woolly times. Rod, what would you add into the mix? I would say it's definitely a, a, this episode, as many of ours, for it's a self-help for us to help ourselves and think yeah. through and <laughs> make sense of uh, different things. Um, but yeah, one year ago, wow, like it, um, it's very traumatic individually and i think for our society to go into yeah. uh, a lockdown which we've never ever had before we're very fortunate for where we live that we don't have super big things occurring that affect everybody like yeah. this did um so where were you if you think so today's march 14th um i don't actually remember the exact day when things went into lockdown i do remember that it was it was like march 11th or 12th where they said okay it's a pandemic and that triggered right a whole bunch of stuff but last year the 14th was a saturday so do you remember uh that for you like what you were doing and uh, oh i remember broad brushstrokes so uh it's my birthday on march 10th happy birthday and so on march 7th one of thank you very much on March the 7th, which was the Saturday last year, my uh, one of my best, best friends threw me a lovely and wonderful birthday party. And uh, it was all my music friends and we all sat around and giggled and, you know, drank bubbles and had yummy food. And it was just, it was just, they sang to like, it was everything you would want a birthday to be. It was just glorious. Um, and then, you know, you sort of have your birthday and that's nice too, but really it was big getting together with the friends. And then all of a sudden everything is in lockdown and then trying to nap, like it almost felt like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a week or two to me is honestly how yeah. it felt like sure. Lockdown. I brought home my laptop from work. I brought home, um, I didn't even have a mouse. I just had my laptop and my, my power cord. I just, I brought that home. I left my shoes in my desk. I left all kinds of other things at my desk and I just, you know, thought, okay, for a couple of weeks, no big deal. And for me, it wasn't the initial part. It was the ongoing and the point at which I realized, oh, this, this is not just a couple of weeks. Ah. And then I went to, okay, well, this is a couple of months. Yeah. And then I realized it wasn't a couple of months. And then, you know, it's that, it was in the initial days for me, it was this constant denial. Oh, really? Of thinking, okay, well, like anytime now I'm going to be able to 
go back and get my stuff, work. Yeah, sure, we're going to work from home more now, but we'll be able to go back to the office. Yeah, like I was in absolute, I didn't even set up an office for three months. Oh, I worked wow. in my dining room oh, and wow. I have a second bedroom. It's not like I didn't have the space. I have the space, but like I, yeah, I was sat in my, I was sat in my living room, uh, sorry, on my dining room table Wow. Um, for three months before I thought, huh, Maybe I should uh, buy a desk. Interesting. <laughs> like yeah. invest in what this work from home thing is going to be like. Yeah. It took a while for me to really, truly convert my behavior. I was working from home, but I, I was still convinced that it, it just wasn't going to last. What about, what was yeah. it like for you in those early days? Oh, wow. What are your memories? So, but just first of all, let me say on the March 7th beforehand, I mean, you'd heard about COVID, I'm sure, and all that stuff, but you, oh, yeah. you weren't thinking like you weren't expecting much that was going to change within a week is that fair to not at all oh. like not at all okay. we were all not at like it wasn't my party wasn't a sense of like and this will be the last time <laughs> like there was none of that it was all like yay my music friends when are we going to play together again so turns out we only played together when the weather was nice and we played outside you know socially distanced and with masks on oh my which gosh. if any of you play an instrument that is not an easy way no. that's not an easy way to play chamber music no. <laughs> poor people's each of them six feet apart and with masks on yeah, like, sorry, I, I didn't, didn't realize how much of playing music <laughs> is like reading people's faces Ah, you know? yeah. That you, like you can sort of tell right like you can see yeah there's so much of it that's a physical cue as much as it is auditory, like I, I don't think I ever realized that until I had to play with masks on. Oh. Anyway, I want to hear about yours. Oh yeah, well, so, about yours. so what listen, was your experience don't like? Be, don't be so surprised when I tell you I had the complete opposite. So we, I remember going to a, I remember going to a friend. <laughs> this is why we get along. Morning. It's our yin and yang for <laughs> sure. Go go go. I was, I remember going to a friend. They'd moved into a, a house. They had a housewarming party. They had lots of people over, pizza, and I was. And like, you know, the pizza is laid out, the drinks are there. They had like this open space, they had moved furniture and they're like, we're going to be dancing. And I went with Karen and the kids because they were old neighbors. And uh, yeah. I was like, Karen, we are not staying more than 30 minutes here. This is, <laughs> we <laughs> don't touch anything. Sorry. Cover. I'm laughing because it's so fascinating how different we are in our lived experiences sometimes. I was... Well, so the I'm like hugging and kissing people, and you're like yeah. hazmat suit. Oh to gosh, and this, because and so the reason why was, um, well, one <laughs> I I don't know, like I my habit has always been to I, I reading the news, following the news, listening to stuff. I kind of watch. I like to keep up with things, but then also take a you know make my own opinion on on whatever. And so as yeah. I was following. COVID as it came out in January and then in February. Um, and then we were now into March. Like we'd had all these different, you know, the, the cruise ship in Japan, the, the spreading yeah. around different places. And then um, situations where people were getting, say in Japan, they were sick and they were not allowed to come home. And we had a, a family, a, a trip planned in Mar uh, for March break. So a year ago today, we, our whole family, myself, my sister's family, my mom, we were in Ecuador. And I was, it was the wow. anticipation that we were going to go on this trip. And I was really worried about anybody getting sick in any way. Be because, and yeah. then the possibility of being stuck somewhere else. And the funny, I'll even trace back to what really started me. And 
actually all of February, I was starting to worry about this more and more as it was building and my trip was coming was, um, I remember at, at work, I was talking about this and I, and I asked, uh, or, or somebody asked me, they're like, Oh, are you still going on your trip? because of covid and i hadn't thought of it at all like i hadn't thought of potential trip cancellation <laughs> but as soon as they asked me that question i was like oh yeah. why are you asking me that question does that mean because i should actually be thinking about this and then that triggered me to start really like oh, and so i was even at work and and i'm like i'll fully admit uh, you know for people around me it's fun because uh, to make fun of me in these situations so people were in were, a loving way in a loving yes. way but like i'm a, i can remember a few times people were talking like kind of poking me and making fun of it and i was really like worried about because i was worried about again getting sick being stuck there and then if it's a bigger deal i kind of knew like it's one thing to to be on a trip you have medical insurance and you're sick you get covered but if it's another if like everybody you know stuff is being overwhelmed so then we went on yeah. the, so we went on the trip the whole time I'm like freaking out about it thinking like this has got to uh cancel like it's going to be canceled but I just hope we get canceled before we get too far into the thing so when they announced it was we were on the like when we were there this day they told us oh look you know everything's shutting down you got to go back home uh it was actually so did a huge you, were relief. you intending to stay longer and you like you they sort of said to you nobody nope no home you go yeah yeah no they well it, it was gradual Fascinating. they were at first they're like oh well, so we were going to go to the galapagos like this big great trip oh wow. they're like at first they're like oh well they're not letting anybody go to the galapagos anymore and then and then it was like six you know four hours later oh and yeah you have to find the first flight back home um and we just arrived wow now the and even i mean just to fill in the story a little bit like even like the day before we left i was kind of watching the travel advisories because if they'd put one in place before we left then i wouldn't have gone and then we could trigger our insurance but it's the classic it's like we've paid for this trip <laughs> we're gonna go Unless we can get insurance coverage, we're still going to go. You're adorable. Ah. <laughs> so then that I th that rolled into the lockdown. I, I certainly didn't think it would be a year. I, I wasn't thinking it would be like a, a week and done. But um, it rolled into this feeling of, uh, in one sense, like wanting to help out wherever I could. Uh, yeah. And then in the other sense, like being worried every time I thought I was feeling sick, like and being and washing at, like letters and, you know, or, you know, anything oh, that came in the, the house. Or you'd like order stuff and I would leave it out on my balcony for 24 <laughs> hours and like not touch it or totally. like spray it all down with cleaning stuff. And what, I remember those days oh, where yeah. we just had no idea how it was really transmitted. Right. Like yeah. we didn't know if it was touch or breath or whatever. I mean, at least now we have that clarity that it's, I mean, still wash your hands, people. Yes. But it's, you know, there's, there is a strong sense now that it's not through touch. The problem mm. being that if you have aerosolized or aerosolized droplets on your hands, that's when all hell breaks. Right. Through. So just better to wash your hands. But at least, yeah, I'm no longer spraying down the packages that come or like leaving groceries out on the balcony for, mm -hmm. um, yeah. But I remember my boss saying to me at the time, um, 
do you have canned goods in your house? And I was like, what? Do you have canned... Remember the toilet paper stuff? Oh, like yeah. everyone was going crazy yeah, for toilet yeah, yeah. paper? He's like, do you have can You live on your own. You need to get some canned goods in your house. Like you need to <laughs> You need to prepare. And I am freaking out now. Before that, I was just like, yeah, I got enough. It's going to be fine. Yeah, like, what's yeah. the big deal? Like I, you know, I, I tend to... I try to react to these things in a way that's like, okay... I let you know I live in a pretty safe place. I take care of myself. I'm wearing a mask. I'm washing my hands. Yeah. Whatever. But he completely freaked me out. So I went to the grocery store one of those early mornings, and the honestly the tin like all of the tin goods like the shelves were bare. Wow. And and like and there were like one thing of toilet paper per customer. Like it was that that was surreal. Yeah. That felt like I was in some kind of like a zombie movie. Yeah. Um <laughs> like the apocalypse was coming, like some kind of Margaret Atwood dystopian novel. Like I just I would just never imagine in Toronto yeah. that there would be like it right, like yeah. like that. So this at, is the at grocery stores where, that there wouldn't funny. be canned goods on the shelves, like where I was like, "Whoa, this is," and then that freaked me out. But then I talked myself down off the off the ledge because I just, you know, I don't want to live like that. But for a little bit, I bought in, man. I turned into a prepper for goodness' sake for about twenty four hours. <laughs> I was like, "Fill my pantry." It's wild. Yeah. So that's a, that's this is funny how. You and I were different because it, I was, as I was reading the news and following stuff, and it's like the public health person said you should have two weeks of supplies. I'm like, if the public health person is saying this, first of all, it's super serious, and like, I'm getting two weeks of supplies. So I'd had them already before. It was like, when we come back from our trip, oh yeah, we, we had it all. I had them. Like, I had like a couple cans of beans because I'm British, oh. and so like beans on toast is like mandatory for me to have them in, uh, you know in my house and readily available that's my stress food but like other than that i was just kind of like what else but now i have you know frozen vegetables in my freezer and frozen fruit in my freezer and yeah. tins of stuff and you know all the things it was it was i still have some of the tins of soup because i don't eat canned soup oh, but now i have all of it in my house because yeah. that's a good idea that's a great idea actually yeah. that's a great idea i'm totally gonna do that so Leslie, now a year, that was our, like, when it happened. The, in, the early days. COVID, the early days. So how? Have, <laughs> we do it in chapters. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, like, looking back now and thinking of how we've changed or what, if, if we have changed, maybe, I mean, I kind of always think we're fundamentally mm. still humans. It's just how we are interacting with our world around us. But, like, what's um, changed? It... it, it if you think uh, about like how we, in, yeah, us as people. And so much, right? Like if, if we were, if it were, if we decided to do this podcast pre-pandemic, we would be probably doing it in person, sat mm -hmm. across from each other in the same room, yeah. right? Yeah. And here, we, and probably better that we started this way because I wouldn't be ready to be anywhere at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. So it actually works. Right. It probably has worked in our favor. But, um, but you know, like I, I just think of that. I think of... I, the fundamental thing that I think has changed is human interactions. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a little like, like the part that worries me is that is that feeling of, are we ever going to get back where we feel safe enough to be around people again, even people we know and know really well. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like that, that's the part that I find everything else I can, like everything else I can wrap my head around and I'm fine and you know, whatever. But the, the human interaction part, I think that's, uh, we're all so much more comfortable right now with our technology. Yeah. Like either holding our phone in front of our faces or being on zoom meetings or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, when it comes time to truly be together again, what's that going to be like? And I think it's going to have to be a super conscious process on all of our parts to let go of some of the natural anxiety that I think is going to be built into those early interactions, oh, you know, yeah. cause as much like I am a hugger, like nobody's business. Like yeah. I hug people like 10 Mississippi hugs. <laughs> I can't even imagine right you, now hugging anybody the way Are I you used counting to. in a, your head when you're what? hugging somebody? Are you like secretly? Maybe a little bit. I am sometimes. Maybe I do it out loud. What do you know? <laughs> What's it to you, Rod? <laughs> Maybe I totally count it out loud. That could happen. So for the record, it's usually about two or three Mississippis, but it's sometimes. fun to say 10 Mississippi hug. Yeah. But so but that, I don't know how to like, I don't know what that's, I don't know. Like I can't imagine shaking hands with people ever again. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I just, as a practice, like, and, and, you know, being super Canadian, mm-hmm. you meet somebody, you shake their hand. Like that's just, you know, I, I'm raised to do that from the time I was a child. Yeah. Um, and like, so it's, it's that part of it that I think is going to be the most, that has been altered the most, Yeah, I think. What's your take on that? Yeah, What's I think so. What's the biggest change that you've seen that you're sort of like, wow. Well, so one, it, I, I think the, the ba- and, and, and we're talking from our, my perspective, which we, we share that in the sense of the style of work that we do in, in that so mm-hmm. a, a huge change is the amount of like if we worried about screen time before which we did mm-hmm. it was a thing before mm-hmm. like now it is screen time all the time and it's right and be, because we're virtual it's I'm, <laughs> you're gonna laugh it's it's bending the space time continuum here because for your Star Trek if you're fans, you're speaking my love language. Because if you you're think, speaking my love language, you move from. In, I think you're right. In the past, we would there was this separation, even if it was minor, but it was because physically we needed to be in different spots to do much yeah. of the interaction that we had with people. So now you'd have a meeting, and it's it's not uncommon that you start your next meeting in the vir- yes. room, the virtual room, with. Um, different people you kind of get that up and going as you're finishing your other one and then it's an instantaneous split so it's it at times it can be the the it's the space like i know these are virtual things so it's not real space but in the the metaphor is that we were in different meetings which are different spaces they start overlapping and yeah, like there's our, truly no reset time, yeah. right? Like there's truly no time to reset our thinking. And now I think we're the same as in our work worlds as this as well. Like it feels like there are more 30-minute meetings being booked than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so really every 28 to 32 minutes, you are doing a complete and total context switch. Yes. Which, it you know, scrambles the brain, man. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. And so I, so I think the, like cognitively... And I haven't read this anywhere, but I'm. I would guess that in in a way, it's it's almost our neurons are reprogramming a little bit because the amount of 
time that we're spending processing this visual screen information is now way off the chart yeah. versus before, which was already still a lot. Um, Oh, and love your neurons, everybody. Give them a little <laughs> virtual hug. On, hold the, your head the, and give them. That's a lot. That's hard. Yeah. And then I, so I, I, mean, I noticed this for myself that I um, very, like, even when I'm, if I'm so taking a break from work, I, I switch to then, oh, I'm going to watch something on YouTube that's funny, or I'm going to listen to the radio. Like, yeah. I actually, yeah. <clears throat> it is, I'm, I say, I say this as a, a goal, not because I'm doing it very well, but I'm like, I realize like, actually, I need to just have dark room, quiet time to help the yeah, 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 yeah. brain recover. My goal for myself right now is in the morning to start. I may have to log in a little bit uh, later than I have been lately, um, but to start going for a walk in the morning, just so that I, I have some time to your point where I'm, I'm not plugged into anything. And I mean a walk without headphones. Like I, I mean like just a good old fashioned, the way we did when I was a kid, yeah. certainly uh, walk outside. Yeah. And um, cause I used to walk to work every day and walk home. And so you get this clearing, you know what I mean? Like you just, you get a clearing when you do that. Yeah. But right now there's no clearing that's happening. Everything is just congesting up here in my head. Yeah. You know, I have to be conscious of that clearing. I think. Yeah. The other, like you're, you're a hugger. So what, um, I am, it's hard to, and, and you have a, I think you have a small group of, of people that you're in your, in your bubble right in terms of I like, have a small group yeah. yes thank goodness and me too mm -hmm. like I do too like it, it, my immediate family and and uh my sister and her family we d don't do anything so we're in our little bubble but so we I still have contact with people but the I think the thing and so it's hard for me to say what it would be like without that regular contact but the this. So for the first eight weeks when they said you like you're in absolute lockdown by yourself and you can't have a bubble with another household, I didn't see anybody for oh, wow. eight to 10 weeks. I thought I was going to go crazy. Like I like there were times where I thought this is it. Like I'm, I'm going off the deep end yeah. and, and I wasn't in it. Like I'm not, <laughs> not always great at asking for help when I need it. And so I didn't like, I didn't set up like FaceTime, like I would talk to people on the phone, but I didn't set up FaceTime calls or anything with the people I love in my life. And my therapist, who you've heard me talk about before, who I love, mandated me to have FaceTime calls. He's like, I don't care. You have to set this up. Next yeah. week when we talk again, I want you to tell me that you've spoken to three people, not just on the phone, but you've seen them. And I was bawling. And then mm. I did it. And I felt like such a loser because I, like, so I easy need to this do. and I shouldn't need this. And, and it was so easy. It was such an easy solve too, right? And so all the things, I had all the guilt and then all the shame and then all the like, oh my God, I should have been doing this the whole time. But then I'm glad I did that. So if you are feeling alone right now, if you're like, reach out to somebody in your life. And if you don't have somebody in your life that you feel like you can talk to, there are help phones out there. Like there's all kinds of help in the world right now that you can get if you need it. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, those eight to 10 weeks, it was, it was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. It was really hard. I've lived alone most of my life and I love living alone, but it's different living alone and being lonely are two very very yeah. different things and i was genuinely lonely yeah those um so those first um few weeks yeah 
So in, in the extensive research, that sorry I, to bring it all down. No, no, no. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna even... I feel like I'm reliving all of it again, man. Yeah. Holy cow! So the the Woo. Zoom calls and the conversations, of course, are critically important. But in my extensive research for this podcast, hours <laughs> spent scouring. As you always the do. World. At least one of us does research, Rod. <laughs> At least one of us does. <laughs> there, there was. Um, uh, I'm gonna tell. I can't even remember who said this but it was it was like there's the physical touch there's actually i mean our yes the our skin has a lot of senses and, and nerve endings and like the the physical touch of the hug I, and and you know this if somebody's crying what do you do you rub their back and they feel better yeah um the hug yeah. touches onto the person's back and it's that is not replaceable via a zoom call or something else no it's not and so i i mean i'm I feel those who can have a small bubble are lucky because you can have those moments of touch. Yes. Maybe it's not with as many people as before, but the, I, th I will say I would predict that when we get out to more, maybe we're not shaking hands, but we we will have those t moments of touch, and they're so important. And it's it's on, it's only then will we realize how much we missed it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I can remember that I can remember two things vividly that were firsts after the the, the long initial breakdown lockdown see breakdown hmm, interesting <laughs> um, one was the first hug that I got after that which of course I burst into tears and uh, like I like, I don't know like it was just such an overwhelming feeling mm -hmm. and the second one was the first time I played cello with somebody again. And I just like my cello, you know, their cellos are made of wood. It's like a live kind of a thing. They love to, wooden instruments love to be with other wooden instruments. And the two cellos were just singing on their own. We played a C major scale, which is like the most basic thing that yeah. you can play. And it was like, yeah, everyone was happy. We were crying. The cellos oh, were happy. Yeah. It was good. It was good, <laughs> good, good. And so like, cause you know, so in our last few minutes, Rod, let's talk about strategies that that have helped us mm -hmm. <laughs> and that we think might hopefully help other people. I think we're talking about some of them, right? Like mm -hmm. when you, when you need help, reach out, make sure you're getting a hug from, even if you think you're not a hugger, because I know yeah. people who say they're not huggers. Even if you think you're not a hugger right now, you probably need some sense of human touch in your life. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be 10 Mississippis. It can be a short hug. Yeah. But just that that feeling, I think, is probably really important. Mm -hmm. What are some other ones you'd add in? I think it's the um, give yourself mental breaks. And when I say mental breaks, mm. like it's like not to do some other mental activity. It's just calmness and recognize yes. that we are. It's like there's a sci-fi movie that was made one day where it was like this and we all just became our brains. It's like our physical bodies yes. became vessels yes. to walk our brains around. Oh, so poetic. Jeez, I think there were a few so movies like poetic. that. But that's where we're at now, right? So and for, for yeah. uh, the metaphor, at least, uh, is that. And um, uh, just take care of your, your brain. And I, I think know that this is just not the right balance. Like... The, the lack yeah. also of physical activity um, is the other thing that we just know that that's got to come back. Um, uh, and so I mean, it's not really a trick on what to do to the physical activity part. Like there's few solutions, practical solutions for 
many. I, I just think recognize that we're still in a state of pause. Yeah. Yeah. And and for the for those of us that have that inner perfectionist, uh, that gremlin mm -hmm. that like whispers to us or maybe yells at us um, all the time. Uh, don't don't listen to it. It's, it may be being harder on you than it's ever mm -hmm. been before. And as as Rod has said, that could be because we've turned into these brain beings, mm -hmm. and so it it therefore thinks it wins. And uh, like, just be easy on yourself. If you need extra sleep, take it. If you mm -hmm. need a nap in the afternoon, take it. Oh yeah. Um, there are times sometimes if I have a half hour break where I'll set an alarm for fifteen minutes and I'll just walk away from everything and close my eyes, take my glasses off, close my eyes exactly, for fifteen yeah. minutes, just because my eyes can't. Like I know my brain can't handle the stimulus anymore, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so finding those little moments that you, where you can do what's right for you, especially if you're a parent, um, I think is, is really super important right now. We're not out of it yet. Like I know there's a lot of hope and we've done, we've done episodes on hope and optimism. Mm -hmm. I know there's a lot of hope in terms of the vaccine and I say, hooray. Um, but I'm also, you know, I know we're not out of it yet. Mm -hmm. I know we're not out. So like it's it's and how do we need to morph whatever got us to survive to this point may not be enough to get us yeah. all the way through to the herd immunity that everyone is is hoping and wishing for. So, yeah. you know, morph your tactics, pay attention to what's going on for you yeah. and um, morph your tactics based on what you need, you know. That's right. And then would you say that's what I'm doing with my morning walk? Like I, I have to get up and get outside now in the morning. It's my only time that I know I will confidently get out and breathe fresh air. Yes. You know? Yes. And l luckily we're in the phase of the year where the days are getting longer and it's getting warmer. So it's each day is a... Hooray! A, now, would you say... That is also something to be highly optimistic about. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, would you... Uh, I think it's fair to say that we've done a lot of change to over the last year to where we are today. And then as we go forward, the change is just going to continue um, as we get back to things it will be a big change. Like it's not going to be a real yeah. necessarily. I don't think there's a getting back to things. I think there's a next normal. I read that in an article in the early days and I was like, yeah, that, that feels right to me. There's no, there's no going back. It's just whatever the next normal looks yeah. like, you know, that's right. Well, it okay. So it kind of felt like a heavy topic this yeah. week, but we did say up front that it was going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit heavy this week. But uh, honestly, I'm so always so grateful to talk to you because it, it makes me more conscious of like how I felt at the beginning and how I'm feeling now and what I need, what I can be doing to just keep surviving, not just surviving, but hopefully thriving a little bit better. So thank you, Rod. Thank you too, Leslie. So, you know, if you ever need to be like, is Rod worrying about something? <laughs> Where's the, <laughs> should I be worrying about this? Rod? Come to me for the worries. You're I'll my come guy. To you for I can fun. call if I'm like, should I, but you're just going to make me worry. You're the person who's going to turn me into a prepper, just like my last boss. I'm not doing it. I'm not falling for it. Okay. Oh gosh, but you know, I, I maybe there are some things I should take a little bit more seriously. Who knows? It was my birthday, Rod. I just wanted to have a party. You know, of course. I wanted to put on a pretty dress and have a party. Yeah. Well, happy belated <laughs> birthday. Thank you, my friend. And uh, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Take care of yourself. Take care of the people you love. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye.